In order to truly become part of the global business environment, your business needs to constantly change and adapt to a variety of new constants. Welcome to Leadership Beyond Borders with Kimberly J. Lewis. We will help you navigate these changes on today's program and help you think beyond the boundaries. The opportunities are limitless if you are prepared. Now, here is your host, Kimberly J. Lewis. Hello, welcome to Leadership Beyond Borders. I'm Kimberly Lewis, your host. And this series is now in cooperation with the Cinda Academy. And the Cinda Academy brings you leaders and business, so thought leaders and business experts from all over the world. You can learn more about the Cinda Academy under www.cinda.org, Cinda Academy. And we do have thought leaders from all over the world, and we're going to be hearing an executive and a thought leader from Canada today. Now, this show also has listens from listeners from all over the world. So good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you may be listening from. And if you're new to the series, let me tell you what the series is about. Leadership Beyond Borders is about the impact globalization, digital transition, and the connected world is having on our organizations and what this impact is doing to the kind of leadership we need to drive long-term success in today's economy. In this series, we've talked about everything from business issues such as artificial intelligence and data protection regulations to leadership issues such as gender balance, generational management, and business values that may impact your organization or your individual career. Now, you can listen to us live every Tuesday, 3 p.m. specific time. And if you can't listen to us live, then download us on iTunes, Google Play, or Stitcher. In this series, you can get great advice, leadership success stories that you can learn from, stories that can motivate you, stimulate new ideas, and possibly even be the key to your success. Now, if you'd like to reach out to me, please reach out to me at leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. Tell me what you'd like to hear on this show. And if you're in a leadership position or aspire to be one, regardless if your business is international or local, make sure you join us each week and we will certainly make sure that you take away something useful for either your business or yourself. Now, on to today's episode. I mean, keeping calm and thinking both strategically and operationally can be challenging, especially in a crisis. And that's what we're in right now. We're facing a massive wave of customer requests and questions, some of them actually quite desperate, and then some of them just inquisitive. So how can we as leaders and companies consistently provide transparent and accurate communication that maintains a trusting relationship with customers, employees, partners, and other stakeholders in this time of crisis? How can we help our employees deal with customers and stakeholders? How do they have to learn to speak to them? Do they need to learn to speak to them differently because different times need different approaches? One thing is to be prepared and stay calm and approach it with a clear head, learn to be flexible and accept change and adapt your sales and marketing strategies. And today we're going to be speaking with a customer expert, a sales and marketing expert, and he's going to talk to us about how to approach customers, employees, businesses in this time of crisis. Now, George Lease is the chief customer officer of Vendasta. Vendasta is an award-winning company that helps agencies, media companies, telcos, software vendors, and other companies sell and deliver software solutions to small and medium businesses. Their end-to-end commerce platform serves more than 20 
25,000 direct partners who sell Vendesta solutions and apps to more than 3.5 million small and medium businesses. Now, with a track record of success in media promotion and marketing, that spans three decades, George is driven to show the world that businesses can transform the sales and marketing in the digital area. George leads marketing and sales strategies to to impeccable execution. George knows that selling digital solutions to local businesses isn't easy, but he educates SMBs on the value of digital, and he knows that sometimes it's an uphill battle, but he has extreme success with all his customers. He has spoken to tens of thousands of people across the globe in conferences and seminars, helping businesses overcome difficulties. He's dedicated to educating others about digital marketing and sales solutions. And this led him to launch Conquer Local Podcast, where he shares his knowledge with people and his knowledge about digital sales and marketing with everybody who listens. So George, welcome to the show. Hello, Kimberly. Good to speak to you again. Yeah, great. How's things in Canada? <laughs> you know, it's um, it's quiet. <laughs> yeah, like everyone. So, George, let's. Um, I mean, you are the chief customer officer of Vendasa. Um, let's just first, you know, give us a little overview of what's happening there and how this crisis has impacted um, the companies that you're speaking with. Well, you know, when I say it's quiet, I just mean that my commute is even shorter than it normally is because we don't have a lot of traffic on the roads. But what I do find is that. Um, I I seem to be quite busy and we're just conducting business in a little different way. Um, It's, it seems to actually be easier to talk to customers and uh, potential customers during this time because we have uh, time on our hands and um, you know, no one really knows what this is going to look like. It is unprecedented. Um, I I also seem to be um, enjoying my gray hair a little bit more than I normally do because this isn't the first time in my career that, that I've been through some sort of a downturn uh, where there was an uncertain, you know, what's around the corner. So, you know, in, in that experience, um, I, I, can, I can go back to those experiences and say, you know, you know it, it turned out okay. In fact, in some times when there uh, have been a downturn in my career, it actually turned out way better. So I, I look at it with a little different lens than maybe some of the individuals that I've been speaking to over the last week to 10 days that maybe don't have that breadth of experience where this is their first crisis or issue that they've ever had to deal with. And I'm trying to have a little bit of empathy uh, because, uh, you know, I was there at one point very early in my career where I, you know, I faced a, an economic downturn uh, due, to a, due to a drought and, uh, you know, we were, we were working in the agricultural space at that time, um, and it, it was very dire. Um, but, you know, it, it worked out. And I think that, um, you know, for the, the leadership that is out there and the people that have been doing this for a while, um, those lessons are very, very important at this time to share with younger individuals that, you know, th- this is maybe this is something new. We haven't really had a global pandemic in our lifetime but it, it's like any other downturn. There will be winners and there will be losers. Uh, how do we position ourselves to be on the on the first 
partner because it's way better to be a winner than a loser. Mm. How are you encouraging or how are you, um, you know, to talking to either customers or your staff um, about this? Because you, you've you been through this, maybe some of us, uh, depending on our ages, we've, we've been through it. Um, but as you said, these guys are going through it the first time. So uh, what do you, how are you bringing this motivation across to them to get through this? Well, don't freak out. Um, you know, don't, you got to play a little bit of poker and not, and not show your true feelings. You know, if you're going to cry, cry in the shower at night where no one can see you, um, or, or hear you, you know, it's one of those things. It's okay to have anxiety. It's perfectly normal thing. If you're going to suppress anxiety and worry and that doesn't turn out too well for you. But I think that when it comes to motivating your teams and motivating the prospect or the customer on the other end, it's having that empathy, um, Mm -hmm. You know, it's listening to them, um, letting them vent. I, I also have noticed that, whoa, people's fuses are way shorter than normal. Um, <laughs> and that's just normal. That That is a human, uh, it's, it's a human reaction to what we're facing. And, and the biggest thing here is it's the fear of the unknown. Mm-hmm. If, if we could say, yeah, 32 days from now, it's going to be over and we're going to have a downturn for another 45 days as the economy recovers. I think people would have way less anxiety because there's a bit of a roadmap there. But for this this event, there really isn't a roadmap there. We can look back and we can say, well, H1N1 kind of was like this. SARS was kind of, well, no, it wasn't really a, a global shutdown of economy where we were we were put inside our homes for a period of time with strict penalties if we, we leave our homes. Mm-hmm. That is unprecedented. Mm-hmm. But the, the other piece to this is that, that I think is really cool. And, you know, we deal with a lot of people in local economies in our business. I think we're really starting to understand how important those local businesses yeah. are to our economy. And, and if there's a silver lining in this, I think when we come out of this, we're going to be like, wow, those local businesses are bloody important to our day-to-day lives. Yeah. And, and let's stay with that local business for a minute. So you, you work with partners who work with local businesses, primarily small and medium enterprises. So what, what are you seeing with those local businesses now? Are you talking with them directly? What are your partners saying? Um, what's happening in that space? So we get, the, we get the feedback from our partners on their customer base. And, uh, you know, we learned, uh, you know, the business that I'm in has been in this industry for 10 years. And in the early first three or four years, we learned that having that conduit from a, a group of partners that could give you that feedback of what's happening on the street was very important. As you mentioned off the top, I've been fortunate enough to to work with our partners at that street level, training sales teams, speaking to businesses um, over my entire career over the last 10 years. Earlier, I was in the radio business and I called on lots of small businesses over the years. I think it's important to note that not all businesses are shut down. Mm-hmm. Um, in you know, I, I, I made a joke the other day, what we've been going through the last two weeks is kind of like Christmas. Without the good stuff. So there's no gifts and there's no turkey dinners and there's no, it's it's the part of Christmas where you're stuck with a group of people for two weeks. <laughs> and, and so I think what's happening, and we're seeing this a little bit in different jurisdictions, there's a lot of DIY work happening around homes. Um, I, I think that, you know, the closets are getting cleaned out. I think that all the little jobs around the house are getting done uh, because we're trying to occupy ourselves. So there's a lot of painting. There's a lot of and when we talk to people in the home services business, those little projects that were sitting on the shelf are all starting to get executed. So home services, 
there's there's a win there. Um, uh, we're also hearing that uh, you know automotive that one's going to be tough. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know we talked to an automotive partner yesterday that is hearing from the automotive dealers that you know they're they're basically shuttering operations and uh, just going to wait it out. So you're seeing some of that as well. Um, but then I, I talked to a telecommunications company today that said, well, on the business side, they have people that are turning off licenses. They're actually seeing an escalation of internet usage at home. Mm-hmm. So their, their sales of larger internet packages at home are skyrocketing and they've kept all their retail locations open to meet this demand. Their call centers are on um, uh, more of, you know, they got more people working the phones to, to, to pick up that demand. So I really believe that it depends upon the industry that you're in as to what the level of disruption is. We are hearing that there are some people that are very, very busy meeting the needs of this new thing that we're dealing with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, in this disruption, what are you seeing from small businesses as far as, as creativity and trying to find their way around this and trying to get through it? Um, you know, we, we see the restaurants with takeouts and are you seeing new business models? Well, I got to tell you a great story. So um, a carpet store and they had to close the carpet store down because the government has mandated that you that's a retail operation that can't be operating during this time. They put a bit of a time window on it. They're going to revisit it in two weeks or three weeks. So they, they were still getting phone calls at their operation saying, you know, we want to do this DIY project. Can we, can you put 12 boxes of vinyl plank flooring outside the front door? I'll give you my credit card right now. We'll pay for it. So they, they, um, built an e-commerce website and put 20 SKUs, their top 20 SKUs in that e-commerce website. And I got a report last night that they've generated $30,000 of the business in four days. Wow. <laughs> so I, I think that it's important to, you know, I, uh, I also have been recording podcasts and you know how I do it. I, I'm a glutton mm-hmm. for punishment. I try and do like eight episodes in one day and then I don't have to worry about it for a month. <laughs> um, and last week we recorded some of these. This is not the time to put your head in the sand. Right. And, and yeah. if any of the other downturns have taught us something, and I'm talking about to those listeners that are dealing B2B or those dis- listeners that are dealing B2C, this is the time to take a good hard look at your operation, figure out what the winning motions are and what the losing motions are, and to double down on the winning motions, and also to think outside the box a little bit, because in any in any issue that we have, and I don't like using terms like crisis and things like that, mm. I like... I like talking about things like there's a challenge, and so I'm a glass half full guy. You know that. But, yeah. you know, there's a challenge we're dealing with right now, and if you look at it as an opportunity and you double down during this time, you probably will be the winner when there's the ultimate bounce at the end of the day. So look at any downturn that we've had in the economy over time. There always is a bounce, and there's winners and there's losers. What are you going to be when this thing bounces? Yep. Great point. And with that, George, we're gonna we're gonna take a short break. And when we come back, I wanna I wanna focus a little bit more on these local businesses and and how to deal with local businesses. Okay, from from a sales, from a marketing perspective. Um, 
how can we help them and how can we help them be more creative? And with our, for our listeners today, we are speaking, speaking with George Leith and he's the chief customer officer at Vendasta. And Vendasta is a leading white label end-to-end commerce platform that provides a full service of cloud-based solutions to companies who sell to small and medium business. George is also the president of GW Leith Company, a sought-after public speaker. Um, and he's an early riser because I'm in Germany, it's uh, about 1730 and it must be five o'clock there or 530 by you, George. And um, and he's also the host of Conquer Local Podcasts. Now you can get hold of George at Twitter at Geo Leith and also on Twitter at, at Conquer Local and at Vendasta. He's also on LinkedIn if you want to reach out to George under George Leith. And you can also learn more about Vendasta and Conquer Local by going to Vendasta, www.vendasta.com, and Conquer Local is www.conquerlocal.com. And George's last name, Leith, is spelled L-E-I-T-H. And I'm Kimberly Lewis, your host, and you can reach me at leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. This broadcast is also brought to you by the Cinda Academy. Cinda is one of Europe's fastest growing nonprofit digital marketing and local search associations. Cinda holds conferences in Europe. And the Cinda Academy is also available 24 hours a day under cinda.academy or under cinda.org under Cinda Academy. So please take a look at some of the webinars, some of the podcasts, and some of the blogs that Cinda is posting. And with that, we're going to take a short break and we'll be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit facebook.com forward slash voice America. Every day in business, we hear jargon, see writing from so-called experts, and don't know what we should follow and what we should avoid. Now, there's a program to sort everything out. The 2020s Enterprise with Sam Holzman is the program that provides actual best practices, insights, and real-world solutions that help business executives, technology executives, managers, and staff using straightforward talk. Listen live every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time and 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Tune in to the soul of enterprise, business in the knowledge economy with co-hosts Ron Baker and Ed Kless. Ron and Ed will show you how to recognize that wealth is created by intellectual capital. It's all in the possibilities that we can create and that are created for us. These possibilities are destined to be discovered by human imagination and through the service of others, creating a brighter future for all of us. The Soul of Enterprise is heard live every Friday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Business Channel and simulcast at the same time on the Voice America Variety Channel. If you're an entrepreneur, you want to focus on the big picture, but a growing business requires compliance, regulations, tax issues, and more. Listen to Candy Messer and Biz Help for You. Our program takes the guesswork out of the equation in order to give you the answers and peace of mind, from payroll to labor laws to entrepreneurial tips. You'll find something new with each week's episode. Biz Help for You can be heard every Tuesday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time and 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network.
are listening to Leadership Beyond Borders. Do you have a question or comment about our show? Please send an email to leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. Again, that's leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. Now back to this week's program. Welcome back to Leadership Beyond Borders on Voice America's business channel. And today we are speaking with George Leith. And George Leith is the Chief Customer Officer at Vendesta. And Vendesta is a leading white-level end-to-end commercial platform that provides a full suite of cloud-based solutions to companies who sell to small and medium businesses. George is also a sought-after public speaker. He's the host of Conquer Local, and um, he's just a great guy. So <laughs> it's great to have you back, George. Um, oh, thank so, you. <laughs> so, George, we were talking, you know, you were talking about we're talking about the creativity of some businesses and you talked a little bit about the carpet star and, and some other businesses. Um, what I, when you, when you think about local businesses, one thing you said is that this whole situation has made us focus more importantly on local. Okay. And, and people are really shopping local. Um, and that sounds like something like some good kids has come out of bad. Do you want to just talk about that a little bit? Yeah, it's, you know, we, we've been beating the drum in our organization for quite some time about the, why local businesses are so important to the economy. And, and I was reading the other day that you know, we really are in a, in a consumer economy. So we, you know, we make some money in our jobs. We go out and we consume some things. And the people that are in those businesses that we're consuming things from, they make some money and then they go consume some things and on and on and on it goes. And what we're really doing in this disruption that we're facing right now is we're removing some of those cogs from that economic engine and we are now experiencing what it would be like if those weren't there not to mention the fact we're locked in our homes and and we're going stir crazy um it 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 really is a part of our culture and um to be able to go to some local entity to consume something that we desire or that we you know that we need I'm not sure uh, if all the listeners around uh, the world that listen to your podcast have experienced this ridiculous hoarding of toilet paper that uh, <laughs> occurred here in Canada and the United States. Um, I, and and I remember back uh, a number of years ago, when I was just a kid, uh, so this is a long time ago, but my great-grandmother um, saying, here's the things that we couldn't get during the war. Um, <laughs> you should stock up on them, things like salt and pepper, and you're sitting here going... Whoa, I, you can't even fathom that. But then you go to the grocery store and you go buy uh, the soup aisle and you can't get a can of soup. And you're like, okay, this this is what great grandma was talking about, you know, 30 some odd years ago. So I think that, you know, it's, it's bringing home how important that local ecosystem is. But then it's also... The, the interaction and the relationship that we have with those people. It's the person that you take for granted when there's something wrong with your vehicle and you message your favorite mechanic and they'll just take care of that problem for you. And, and now they're not there because there's nobody on the other end of the phone for, you know, this isn't going to last forever. We're going to figure it out. I, I fully believe that. But I think it's making us take a good hard look at the things that we've been taking for granted in our local economy. So having a little bit of empathy for those local businesses, I, I read a post the other day from a, um, a gentleman that I know very well as the CEO of a, of a credit union organization. He said, hey, how about going out to those local businesses that you, then this is when you could still go out of the house and buy, a, you know, take 500 bucks and buy some gift cards of stuff that you're going to need when this thing's over. 
so that they have the cash flow now. You don't need the stuff today, maybe, but then, you know, you can then spend those gift cards later. Well, I hope to hell that those local businesses are going to be there to, to, so we can consume those things later. So I think it, I think it's really getting us to think about how important it is to our local economy. So that, that's a great thing. And I think when we come out of this, we're going to, we're going to have a better look at that. And I think I, I think I see that because I mean we sometimes we got lazy a little bit and you know we had all these big malls and everything and and everyone would go to one place and and the consumer behavior I'm seeing now is as of course is driven from restrictions especially here in Germany okay um, you know you have to shop near you you can't drive very far okay I'm in France it's one it's one kilometer you have to shop within there so I I do see that that maybe it's going to emphasize what exactly what you said and the behavior it when we get done with this is going to stay and we're going to realize how important those local businesses are now with the local businesses george um we just we talked about the creative creative sense when you're talking to your partners how are they speaking with these local businesses now because it is a tough time um you said fuses are short um uh, some lady yelled at me on the jogging path the other day you know i can see that um you know how what how do we approach people during this time and how do we help these local businesses during this time well, it's a great. It's a great question, and and as you mentioned in the in the preamble, which you were very gracious and thank you. Um, you know, I I train a lot of sales reps, and and what I find is that the, you know the big missing piece is empathy. Um, I think that when uh, let's let's look back to you know when we were dealing with an upset customer, uh, probably the wrong thing to do is to argue with them while they're venting. Um, let you know, let them take their pound of flesh and get their problem out. And so you you have understood that problem. So I think having some empathy on the end of the local business person, um, and you know what what you're facing, the potential that you're facing as a as a salesperson that's dealing with it with an SMB right now is maybe a potential cancel. Um, and I'm talking to a lot of organizations that are saying we're going to do some things to help people through this time. Mm-hmm. And you know you know. Why are they doing that? Well, the first thing we all know is it's hard to get a new customer. So you have a customer right now that's been with you and they've maybe been paying you for, you know, let's say the last 24 months, a certain amount to consume whatever it is that you're selling to them. And now they're going to stop. Wouldn't it be better to have them pause? Wouldn't it be better to still retain them as a customer that maybe is paying you a lesser amount because of the cash flow issues that they're having? than to have to go about go back out and reacquire that customer. The other thing that, that we've been thinking a lot about is how do we provide more tools to help that business during this time? And um, I, I like to I like to call it the hero play. So what you're gonna have in this downturn is you're going, let's say there's 20 different organizations calling on a potential customer and they're selling them different things. And there's gonna be some of them that are just going to cave and they can't handle the pressure and they're just going to stop. So, you know, they're, they're now out of the picture and there's going to be some of them that are going to hold a hard line and say, no, I, you can't cancel. If you cancel, then I have costs on my end. Um, or they're going to try and hold them to the contract or some crazy stuff like that. I, I think it's a better move to say, you know, I'll pause you today. You've got 13 months left in your agreement with us. 
We'll just start that up again when we come out of this in a month or two. So you you retain that customer. You may have some short term pain in in the revenue that you that you have today, but you, it's it's easier than having to go back and, and reacquire that customer. And and God help you trying to do it if you hold a hard line during this time and you don't have any empathy. Mm-hmm. Now, the other piece that I get told by organizations is like, well, yeah, but my suppliers need to get paid. Well, why not ask those suppliers for some relief as well? Because it's actually their customer through you. Mm-hmm. So all of these tactics are happening right now and people are trying to figure out how to keep the, the subscriber, let's call it, or the customer, keep the relationship. And actually what I find is you're going to improve that relationship. So I saw a great ad. Ford of Canada is running an ad. They're probably running it in the U.S. too, but it was two nights ago. I'm watching TV, which I never usually watch commercial television. I'm like, you know, Netflix, so I can do, do it when I want to do it. But I see this ad from Ford, and actually, truth be told, I was skipping through it because I'd recorded the show. And I'm like, oh, wait a minute. I want to see the way that they're handling this situation. And it was a very empathetic message. It was all text. It had a nice soundtrack behind it on a blue background. So, you know, you're going to get the Ford logo on the blue background at the end of it. I knew what the brand was. And it was basically like, we've supported you or no, you've supported us through all these decades in our organization. And now we're here to support you. Reach out to us at Ford Credit and we'll see what we can do. So what Ford Credit doesn't want to have happen that happened in the recession in 2008 where they had to come in and bail. Actually, Ford was the one automotive group that didn't take a bailout. But, you know, they they had to they had to repossess vehicles. Mm-hmm. And what they're saying is rather than that, let's just we'll, we'll maybe absorb the interest or we'll get that person on the phone and say, hey, don't worry about the principal today. Send me thirty two dollars for the interest and we'll just extend your term. Now think about that as a consumer. If that, if you were ha- to have that, re- you'd be like, "Wow, that's amazing! Thank you, Ford." The other thing that's happening in our market—not sure if it's happening around the world, but I think it might be in a lot of jurisdictions, from what I'm being told. Banks are saying, "Well, your mortgage is your biggest thing right now. Interest rates are at an all-time low. Message us, and we'll talk about what we might be able to do." Let's just extend it a few months, keep paying that interest, or maybe we reduce that because interest rates are at an all-time low, and we're going to support you through this time. So just imagine the equity that that brand has now driven with that consumer, whether it be B2B or B2C. Now, mm-hmm. how do you do that as a professional sales rep? Um, that you know, You've got to come at this with a helping lens. So that when this is all over, you're the brand and the organization that is remembered that had that empathetic view. Mm-hmm. And that that really good points. And um, it came to uh, you know, I know George, you fly a lot. I fly a lot. At Lufthansa is doing an absolutely fantastic job right now um, in this brand loyalty with flexibility and and giving you know this and that because people already have their flights for summer vacations booked now and everybody's scared so you're right you have to come up with the empathy but and the helping lens but how are you do you have to train people to do that because um not every i mean salesperson and especially the younger ones as you said in the beginning they haven't been through this so so what are you doing as far as helping them um understand empathy and understand this okay um are you training them yeah i I find that the best way is is to tell a story 
mm-hmm. and um, and to re- make it relatable so they can understand what it me- might be like. So I think you have to reach your audience and, and keep in mind you've got different audiences out there. Um, and, and, you know, we, we had a, we do a morning stand up with all of our sales leadership this morning. We had one of our sales managers, which I, I was really impressed. He was reminding us that as much as our customer base needs our support and our listening, our, our team members need that as well. And they probably need it more now than they ever do where you have to have just a check-in. You know, how, how are you doing? And I, and I found over the first couple of days when this was happening, I, I, I'm, a, I'm a bit of, you know, I didn't feel like a good human being because I hadn't really asked them how they're doing for months. <laughs> because, we're, you know, we're pushing and we're trying to hit our numbers and we're driven organization and all those things. And here I am, the, the first time that I've asked some of these people how they're doing in, in oh God, I can't even remember how long, was because of this incident. And, and I think that it's making us look a little more inward at the way that we're conducting ourselves as well. So keep in mind, everybody is motivated in a different way. And there are some people that, you know, I, I like to call them worry warts. They exist out there. Um, they, they describe themselves as realists. Um, but, you know, you have, to, you have to be that bit of a chameleon as a leader to be able to relate to the different person. Uh, you know, Myers-Briggs, DISC training on personalities, that training is so important right now. And by the way, you got a lot of time. Why not take all your sales team through that to figure out what their personality is and what the personality of their customer base is on the other end? What, you know, to your point, Kimberly, we have time right now. Mm -hmm. We have time to get to some of the things that we always say, oh, if I had time, I'd go do that. Well, we actually have that time. What's wrong with taking an hour and spending it with your sales team right now on on a screen share and taking them through some of that training that you've just let? slide because there were other more important things yeah exactly now a good point um george we're going to take another break now and um i'd like to stay on this point when we come back because you know we've talked about the local businesses we've talked about you know the salespeople. i want to learn a little bit more of that but it's also about the staff as you said and the employees and how do you just keep that engine going during this time and how do you keep the the collective endeavor of the company going during this time and for our listeners we are talking with George Leith and he's the chief customer officer at Vendesta and Vendesta is a leading white label end-to-end commerce platform that provides a full suite of cloud-based solutions to companies and George is also the president of GW Leith company and he's a sought-after public speaker um, a great sales and marketing trainer, and he's the host of Conquer Local Podcast. Now, if you'd like to reach out to George, you can reach out to him on Twitter at at Geoleith and at Conquer Local and at Vendasta. And if you want to learn a little bit more about Vendasta, you can go to www.vendasta.com. You can also reach George and learn about Vendasta on www.conquerlocal.com. And if you want to reach out to George privately, you can go to LinkedIn, and he's under George Leith, and that's L-E-I-T-H. And I'm your host, Kimberly Lewis, leadership and business expert. You can connect with me for questions at leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. And this broadcast is brought to you by Cinda Academy, and Cinda is one of Europe's fastest-growing nonprofit digital marketing and local search association. Cinda holds conferences in Europe each year. And the Cinda Academy is available 24 hours a day 
under cinda.academy or under cinda.org under Cinda Academy. They have webinars, they have podcasts, they have blogs, um, and a a lot of thought leadership. So please go to cinda.org under Cinda Academy. And with that, we're going to take a short break and we'll be right back. Voice America is available on your Google connected device. Okay, Google, play Turning Hard Times into Good Times podcast on iHeartRadio. Try it today. Tired of the Get Rich Quick or How to Flip Home shows? Are you ready to step up your game and invest in commercial real estate? James Nelson, a top New York City broker, will show you step-by-step how to acquire, operate, and profit. You'll also hear from real estate legends on how they made their fortunes and industry experts on strategies for success. Tune into Real Estate Investing, live from New York, on Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific Time, on Voice America Business. It's time to future-proof your business. Join host Bonnie D. Graham for the Kinetic Enterprise, built to evolve. Presented by Deloitte, SAP solutions help you transform your business. And we'll start by going in-depth with topics and guests built around the four pillars of the Kinetic Enterprise. Clean, intelligent, inclusive, and responsive. Move in to the next level with the Kinetic Enterprise, presented by Deloitte, live every Friday at 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 6 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Business Channel. Many industries have been revolutionized by technology in the last decade. Books, music, TV, communications, and now it's happening to our money and the way we pay. Tune in to Breaking Banks with Brett King for a look at how technology and customer behavior will bring about more changes in banking in the next 10 years than in the last 200 years. Listen every Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, noon Pacific on Voice America Business Channel or on AM 1160 The Voice. You'll never look at your bank account the same again. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are listening to Leadership Beyond Borders. Do you have a question or comment about our show? Please send an email to leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. Again, that's leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. Now back to this week's program. Welcome back to Leadership Beyond Borders on Voice America's business channel. And today we're talking with George Leith, who's the chief customer officer at Vendasta. It's a leading weight level platform, end-to-end commerce platform that provides a full suite of cloud-based solutions to companies who sell to small and medium businesses. And George is also a sought-after public speaker and the host of Conquer Local Post podcast. And George, we've been talking, uh, uh, you know, a lot about how to deal with small businesses and how to to talk to people and how to help businesses in this crisis. And before the break, we're talking about how to communicate with these customers and how to communicate with businesses. Um, because, you know, a lot of the salespeople who are younger, especially have never been through this. Um, I'd like to come back to that. And we talk, you, you said empathy and helping them understand that they have to talk to the customer with a helping lens. Now, so it's not just about talking with the customer. It's also, I mean, sales is about um, togetherness, collaboration, motivation. How do you keep those teams together in a time like this? 
Oh, that's a great question. And we uh, just went through this over the last two weeks. We have 400 people on staff, 120 of those are are touching customers and sales or customer success. And we had 2% of our workforce that was remote 14 days ago. And uh, now we have 1% of our workforce that's in the building. <laughs> it's a it's an interesting switch that has occurred. We, you know, and we're a technology company. They're like, oh, that was probably pretty easy for you. Well, there, there was nothing easy about it because you have to adapt the culture um, to, to match this. Now, the other thing that I would like to present to you is I believe that before this event occurred, we were, you know, in peacetime. <laughs> now, you may, in your business, you may not have been in peacetime. You may have been at war with some competitor. But now we're at war with an unknown enemy that we've never really had to face before. But make no mistake about it, we are in wartime now. And the things that you used to do in peacetime and wartime are a little bit different. So, you know, one of the things that we've had to do is, it, let's say that you're, uh, and this comes from a, a piece that was shared to me by our CEO where it, it describes a peacetime CEO to a wartime CEO. And those of you who've ever listened to any of our podcasts, we talk about as a salesperson, you're actually the CEO of your own small business if you're good at it. Um, and, and that's where you want to get to. You, you treat it as your own. You take extreme ownership and those kinds of things. Um, so now that we're in this position of wartime and we've moved our workforce remote, we better have a lot more check-ins because we can't. We don't have the luxury of just walking across the hall to check-in. So we've mandated a number of check-ins. We always had a morning stand-up. Those those happen to kick off the day. The uh, thing around the morning stand-up is I just won't tolerate any sort of negativity in that thing. Mm -hmm. Our teams know that if there's something negative that they want to discuss or a challenge that they're having or a blocker, they have to either present it in a positive light with some potential ways to solve it or do it offline. So we have that morning stand-up. And then we also have instituted, depending upon the team, maybe a mid-morning, a mid-afternoon, or a wrap-up. So that we have those touch points that used to just happen organically because the teams had that, you know, geographically they were in proximity, but now we're spread out and, and we only have, you know, the screen sharing technology that we have or whatever it might be to, to communicate. So we've set and mandated some of those meetings so that you have to be there. The other thing that we've done is you have to have your camera on on the screen mm -hmm. share. Um, I, you know, I don't care what it looks like under the desk and there's all sorts of memes running around right now that some people haven't wore a pair of pants in quite some time, but from the waist up in the camera, you're dressed for business like you would be, um, if, if you were face to face. Uh, the other thing is set up a workspace where you can work as if it was like your office. So you don't have dogs running into your office when you're at work. <laughs> you don't have kids running into your office when you're at work. Now, there's always exceptions to that because we, we now have you no know, daycares. There's no schools. So everybody's at the house. But finding a quiet place where you can dedicate time, where you don't have those distractions, is really, really important. Mm -hmm. And then I like to call it a drive-by when we're training sales teams. We do drive-bys face-to-face -face when we're on the sales floor, we still have to have that as a tactic from management where we just randomly message somebody and get them on a screen share and, and ask that question, how are you doing? You know, this morning you talked about these three things you're trying to accomplish. Is there anything that I can do to try and help? So from a management lens, what we have to do then is look at our calendar and that bloody thing can't be a brick of meetings. You have to leave some flexibility in there that so, so that you can you can have that outward touch 
where you just randomly drop in on the person to see how they're doing. And and I think that, you know, tactically, what are we doing? Are we checking up on them? Sure, we're checking up on them. But doing it in a way that, you know, we're there to help them. And we what we want to do is continue that culture, even though we're kind of disconnected. And, you know, Kimberly, you and I have known, uh, our, we've known each other a long time. And we will go, you know, months. Uh, we do business together and we'll still go months without speaking to each other. And, and just so just think about that because we're disconnected. We, we communicate remotely and we are in a business partnership. Mm-hmm. So we can't have that happen inside our teams. We have to really be disciplined to make sure that we're having those touch points. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and we find that that is a very valuable way to do this. Now, the other thing that I want to leave with people as an, as an executive team, we were very purpose, purposeful about coming out with what is our messaging. We are over communicating. We're, you know, we're basically ramming it down people's throats over and over and over and over and over again. So that, that's a really important piece to this. When you're just all here and you're running around, you can not, you don't really need to do that as much. But in this case, you need to very clearly be articulating those messages over and over and over again because communication is the key to this remote work uh, workspace. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, and George, so we're, this is within your sales teams. How, how are you handling this now between teams? So, you, you know, you have teams within teams. So you have sales teams and then you have your finance team. Um, are, are, there, are there you getting cross meetings between the different groups? Because in a virtual environment, it's, it's very easy to, to build silos even faster than it is in a non-virtual environment. Yeah, it's, you know, it's a great question. And um, I think that you, you know, you really need to have your advocates in those other organizations that can help you. Um, you have to have a conduit into those. But you, you have to have that anyways, inside an organization, especially as you know, we, we're now 400 people, we, you know, we've had to learn that as an organization, you're like, well, why doesn't finance care about this deal that I have? Well, they, they're dealing with 8000 deals. Right now, you, you know, you have to communicate with them so that they understand why it's important. If people only know what they know. And, and if you haven't communicated with them um, and then, you know, I, I have a thing that I've said a number of times. Keep in mind, what's the definition of communication? Is it talking? Is it sending an email? Is it sending an SMS? Is it sending a WhatsApp? It, it's communicating a message so that the listener understands what the speaker is trying to get across. That is the true definition of communication. It's never been more important to understand that. You're like, oh, I sent you an email. Why the hell don't you care about my thing? Well, you obviously didn't articulate it in a way or you didn't follow it up. So I, I think that it's just reminding your teams that they, they, again, have to make sure that they're very effectively communicating during this time and having those regular touch points. And uh, by the way, uh, you have to be suspicious. Um, and, and I don't mean that in a negative way. I mean it in, in a look under the hood so that you're finding the challenges because you, you can't walk over to their desk to see if they're working. And, um, and now on the other side, I would say to the people listening, this is not the time to post an Instagram post at 10 a.m. in the morning when you're supposed to be working that you're, you know, you're, you're riding a bike or something. You know, I just I'm watching these Instagram posts come out from people that are supposedly on the payroll. Mm-hmm. Wow. If this yeah, thing yeah. lasts for 60 or 90 days, businesses yeah. are going to be forced to make hard decisions that none of them want to make, which is to reduce their workforce. Mm-hmm. And the first place they're going to go is to Instagram and say, oh, Johnny and Susie and Toby, 
these are the three people that haven't been working because that's all they know is that's what they see. So, you know, keep an eye on your social media posts, but really <laughs> yeah. keep an eye on your social media posts during this time. And I, if there was ever a time to work 12 hours a day, this is the time because yeah. you want to make sure that you are the one that is seen as an asset to an organization and not the one that uh, we could do without them. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Good point. So we're getting towards um, great points, George. We're getting towards the end of our show. And I, I, I want to kind of wrap this up with um, looking at it again and, and coming up with something really positive that we can take away and can learn from the situation, something that we can learn about our local businesses and something that we can learn about our companies. So could, could you try to wrap this up for us and, and what you think the biggest learning is going to be from this situation? You know, there's an old sales training thing that I, that I had years ago, and I'll tell you how old it was, Kimberly. I listened to it on a cassette tape, <laughs> um, and it was from uh, Zig Ziglar. And Zig Ziglar had this tactic in part of his training program. It was my very first sales manager gave me Zig Ziglar, and that was my training to become a salesperson. And I remember listening to this tape, and and Zig had this thing, and he said, okay, here's the deal. You um, just received an all-expense-paid trip to the Caribbean for you and your partner. So you're staying at a five-star resort, and everything's paid for, but you have to leave tomorrow morning at 10 a.m. How are you going to get everything ready so that you can take advantage of this once-in-a-lifetime opportunity? And he went through a number of things that you would have to do. So you'd have to make sure that all of your things were dealt with so no balls dropped while you were gone. You'd have to make sure that, um, you you know, that you were packed properly and you were planning ahead. And so basically, as he went through the tactics, he was like, okay, you're not going to be able to procrastinate. You're not going to be able to put things off. You're going to have to schedule things properly. You're going to have to have a list of priorities properly. And lo and behold, if you do these things, you'll be able to go on this magical little trip. And what happens is, is you actually are better at running your business because of this event that occurred that, that made you deal with things that you've just been putting off because human nature is to is to not deal with these crappy things or deal with, you know, you just put, that's just the way, mm-hmm. the way we're wired as humans. So let's look at this event as an opportunity where we can completely resurrect ourselves to what we wish that we could become, whether it's as an individual or as, a, it's as an organization. It's a time where we can take a really good hard look at what's important and critical that we improve inside our organizations. It's a time where we can spend time with customers that are really, really important to us and give them a little bit of extra time because we have time. And number two, learn more about their businesses, things that we probably should be doing anyways. So I like to think that we should focus on the outcome of our businesses and ourselves and our family units becoming better because of all these things. Let's focus on that. Let's focus on the things that we probably should focus on all the time, but life gets in the way. I sometimes refer to it. I read a book where they called it the whirlwind. You're like, why didn't you accomplish the three goals that you had this month? Oh, well, here's the list of all the stuff that I had to do, why I couldn't do that. Yeah. So no. now it's a matter of prioritizing, getting a very clear list of things that you want to be accomplishing. And, and by the way, keep in, keep in mind my analogy, wartime, peacetime, you're at war. You don't have time to do any of this nice fluffy stuff that you're able to do over there on peacetime. You've got to be very purposeful about the things you're doing so that you can arrive from this uh, better organization, a better person. Um, so, you know, that's the thing that we're really pushing with uh, individuals and with partners and in, in our own internal organization as we move through this. 
Great words and great advice to to end on, George. Um, Let's come out of this better than we went in. That really, really impactful. And thank you so much for taking the time to be with us. It's just always such a pleasure to to talk to you. And I hope I can see you again soon. Um, As soon as they open up the borders and start flying again, uh, we'll see. Um, And for our listeners, we have been talking to George Leith. And George is the Chief Customer Officer at Vendasta. And Vendasta is a leading white label end-to-end commerce platform that provides a full suite of cloud-based solutions to companies who sell to small and medium businesses. George is also the president of GW Leith Company. He's a sought-after public speaker. He's the host of Conquer Local Podcast, which is an excellent podcast. You can hear the podcast if you go to www.conquerlocal.com. You can learn more about George on LinkedIn under George Leith. And if you'd like to learn about Vendesta, please go to www.vendesta.com. You can also reach George on Twitter under at Geoleith and at Conquer Local and at Vendesta. So please reach out to George. And George, again, um, thank you so much. It's been a pleasure. Stay safe. <laughs> thank you, Kimberly. It's always a pleasure. Thanks for having me on the broadcast again. And all the best to you and yours. And look forward to the next time we see Yeah, you. we'll see each other, I hope, soon, uh, sooner rather than later. And listeners, you stay safe also. You've been listening to Leadership Beyond Borders at Voice America's business channel. If you want questions, you can reach out to me at leadershipbeyondborders at gmail.com. And this series is also brought to you by the Cinda Academy. Cinda is one of Europe's fastest growing nonprofit digital marketing and local search association. Cinda holds digital conferences in Europe and the Cinda Academy is available 24 hours a day under cinda.academy. You can go to Instagram and follow cinda.academy or you can go to cinda.org and look up Cinda Academy. On Cinda Academy, you can hear webinars, you can hear podcasts and you can have informative blogs. This series airs every Tuesday at 3 p.m. Pacific time. And if you can't hear us live, then download us on iTunes, Google Play, or Stitcher. And with that, again, listeners, thank you so much for tuning in each week. Stay safe and until next week. Thank you. Thank you for joining us on Leadership Beyond Borders. Please tune in again next Tuesday at 3 p.m. U.S. Pacific Time for another edition featuring your host, Kimberly J. Lewis, on the Voice America Business Channel. Have a great week.